This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm going to tell you what, at some point, I think we have a Majors House update. I hope Avery is okay. But right now, it's time for Mike to ask all the football questions. All right. So my first football question I thought about yesterday, as I think there's a lot of Cowboy fans that are worried about the number two receiving situation next year. And there's a lot, been a lot of people said, well, what did you want Dak to do with that receiving core? After C.D. Lamb, he had nothing. Yeah. And so, hey, that's your opinion, and I get it. I agree that the the Cowboys did not have a person who you would say is um, a – I know this is too high, but a Higgins for sure. for Cincinnati. But, I mean, they did take him with the first pick in the second round. Yeah. So, you know, that that is what – he's more of a number one yeah, yeah, than yeah. a number two. But I think people want it all. And sure. if you don't have it all, there's no way you could sure. win unless you have the best team sure. and nobody even can say that, you know, but – or the yeah. best quarterback. Yeah, right. Because Patrick Mahomes won a game with three guys that I will say Sky Moore has a lot of potential. But, I mean, he he literally took a fourth, fifth, and sixth wide receiver in the second half of a AFC championship game and still figured out a way how to win. It wasn't beautiful. It wasn't yeah. like they were running up and down the field. But, I mean, that's what he did. He, he pretty much took what – if you take C.D. Lamb off of the team, and this is a shot a little bit at Michael Gallup, what he was this year – like, it's like, okay, like, this is what you have to do if Dak would have never had C.D. Lamb on the team. But anyways, here's my question based off of this. If you could only have one next year, would you rather have a really good number two receiver okay. or a really good running back? Because the Cowboys right now, obviously, Zeke probably is going to get released, I think. Maybe I do Jerry steps in and gives him a $100 million extension. <laughs> but, uh, oh my God. Or, you know, and then Tony Pollard is coming off of injury, but you could have to pay him a lot of money. I'm just wondering right now, he's a free agent, what would you rather have more, number two receiver or running back? Well, I mean, we did see what happened when Tony Pollard was hurt. Yep. Um, and if you're telling me that we get a really good running back and it's Bijan Robinson, I'm feeling pretty good about oh. the fact that I can run the football. I I don't. I'm very interested in knowing who the offensive coordinator is going to be, because if it is Mike McCarthy calling plays throughout the game, they're running a West Coast offense, and it's going to rely on uh, you know a lot of slants, and you're going to have receivers out of the backfield getting a lot of passes, but. I mean, the way that this that Dak Prescott operates is you give him the ball to throw it all the time. It's not going to always turn out the way you want it to. So I'm guessing I'm, I would rather have the B. John Robinson type running back than the number two receiver at this point. You know what really sucks is I was ready to say the really good number two receiver. I think Corey might have listed the person that I would change that rule. So if I can carve out the B. John Robinson exception – 
Otherwise, I'm going. Otherwise, I'm going with a really good number two wide receiver because I think Michael Gallup can be a perfectly serviceable, potentially really good number three receiver, seeing as how he does a year removed from that so I, surgery. I, so, based off of y'all's answers there, if this is going to happen all over the place with different people, where they rate the biggest need going into the yeah. draft. If you had to rank the positions of the biggest need for the Cowboys, just one, two, and three, right now, what would you say are the biggest needs of the Dallas Cowboys in order of one, two, and three going into kind of free agency slash draft? I think I go cornerback pretty high. CB up number there. one. Okay. Number two? I think I'm, I'm. I have a linebacker in there. I know that like it yeah. feels like you don't need that, but Micah's not a linebacker. He he's he's your your piece. But whenever you move him out of linebacker, what do you have? And Anthony Barr wasn't it. Now, Damon Clark did a really good job growing into the position. Can Jabril Cox be trusted at some point? Because doesn't seem like they trust him. Yeah, my understanding is they don't trust him to do what he's supposed to do on the field, and that stinks because I know what he can do in coverage. Uh, so I still feel like you need to upgrade your linebacker position a little bit there, and then offensive line, cornerback, offensive line, and and so, that. So, I, Corey, I, do you have cornerback number one also? I would I would say so. Anthony Brown's contract is up, correct? So the uh, the next D. I mean, Deron Bland did a really good job. I would love to add another piece there. And I think Lewis might have one more year. Oh, I, Lewis does. does. Yeah, does. yeah. I have to put I have to put running back on there because otherwise your starters Malik Davis. So like, you're cornerback one. I think so. And where are you number two? Are you running back two? Are you wide receiver number two? I think are I. Are you linebacker number two? I think I go second running back. And then wide receiver. All right, so your list is cornerback, running back, it's wide close. receiver, one, two, three. As it's of today, close. I know yeah. things can change yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. the offseason. If you like signed... when they sign Odell Beckham Jr., then wide receiver goes out the window. Yeah, I heard y'all talking about that yesterday. Do you think they'll make a? I, I'm I'm sorry if I missed this part. Do you think they'll make another run of Brandon Cooks? Yeah, I, if it costs too much in draft compensation, though, like there's no way. But his isn't his contract pretty? Steep still too. Like let me take a look though. for what we're dealing and with. Corey, you were cornerback one. What was your two and three? I know you mentioned linebacker, but I I haven't written wrote it down where yeah you had the linebacker, linebacker still offensive line just looking for the so future. linebacker two offensive line three yeah okay interesting you didn't now, have and, and a wide receiver on there I well and I still think that they. I don't know how much money they have to work with with and I'm betting we get into that at noon today. But I think that they they want to take a swing for a guy. Can I answer one of your other questions real quick? If you traded for Brandon Cooks, you it would be essentially a one-year $10 million in the first year. And then the second year, you're down to $5 million. Okay. Not bad. Not at all. Now I go away from the Dallas Cowboys and go to what I've kind of been asking, I believe, for a month. And I'm going to ask it again because Brock Purdy just tore up his elbow and he is done for, they say, six months. He might need Tommy John, right? Yes. And so they said that is, in football terms, they think a six-month recovery. Okay. So you're looking at right around training camp, him being possibly able to play. What do you think of the San Francisco quarterback situation? What What do you think it will be in August? I because they're going to be a great team. I now think there will be a legitimate competition between Trey Lance 
and Brock Purdy. I agree. Uh, I, I, if they're smart, they do everything they can to trade Jimmy. But Mike, every he's a free I think agent. he's a free oh, yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. No, I absolutely Man, he agree. Got in trouble for laughing. Well, that's what I was saying. Resign him, <laughs> then trade him. Is what? Yeah, resign him to a DAC deal, hmm. then trade that deal. That so could you be get difficult. The money back. Uh-huh. Um. But, yeah, no, man, You, I think you go into a competition for sure. Uh, I think that Trey Lance is obviously going to have the most advantage because uh, his arm's healthy right now. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's going to be a key factor when it comes to camp and everything that they're doing there. By the way, somebody asked, how is offensive line not the major impact? You can't run the ball against any good defenses. I think when Terrence Steele comes back, that really does help a lot. Do I want upgrades in certain areas? Absolutely, I do. But Terrence Steele and and Zach Martin were a dominant duo that once he got hurt, that's when you couldn't run the ball anymore. Okay. I I agree with that a million percent. So – 50-50, 50-50, do you have – okay, so if I put a you – know, I don't want to put a gun to your head. I don't even have a gun on me right now. But, um, oh, that's good. If I did, and I couldn't do it to Corey because he's zooming, Yeah. Uh, who's the starting quarterback week one for the San Francisco 49ers? Trey Lance. Yeah, then he'll get hurt, and then they'll – see, I think that's what they're going to tell him. I really do. I okay. think they're going to be like, hey, I know you didn't prevail. He's going to get hurt. Be How? ready. How is a Tommy John surgery like a full year, maybe and some sometimes recovery, and this torn, like completely torn UCL? It's like, nah, he'll be back in six months. Throwing a football is is easier on your arm than a baseball. Okay, so that's one thing. Is that's why in football, you know, if, if you have practice and it, and you did want to run two hundred passing plays, you're not going to throw the ball hard. But how many times does a quarterback throw the ball as hard as he can in a football yeah. game? Five times. I don't know. Dak did it once in training camp and then couldn't throw for the rest of camp. So. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, in a game, if you throw the ball 40 times, I, I believe there's only five That's... times where you're really airing it out, either throwing it as far as you can or as hard as you can. A lot of it is, yeah, I'm throwing it firm, but I'm not doing what a baseball pitcher is doing, and that is I'm unloading that thing 35 times in the bullpen and 95 times in the game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Next question. Will Justin Herbert be better – with Kellen Moore, yes. Oh, I'd love to know why. Uh, but I, th- I still think you're going to see moments where you're just like, "What is this offense doing?" Um, I, I thought that they un- that the the Chargers' offense underperformed massively, and I think that there were some moments where it was on Dak versus on Kellen Moore. I think some moments were. Kellen Moore drew up a dumb play, and that one didn't work this time. But he has a lot of plays in that book. And I think the – and this is this is going to get argued because everybody's like he's a social media quarterback, right? Like they are down on Justin Herbert. This dude has more arm talent than Dak. It, that's, a, that's a fact. Just watch him throw. And I think that you can utilize that more. I think that Kellen Moore is going to walk into that room and go, Wow, I can do things with this quarterback that I never could do with Dak just simply because of the arm talent. Now, is decision making there? Is uh, is the nuance of the game there? That's something that I've still not seen from Justin Herbert. But I think you're going to see some amazing plays. And again, sometimes you need to move on so that you need to learn what you can grow into with other people around you. And that's what I think that Kellen Moore might get. I also think that Dak might get the benefit of learning from new people as well. I, I just think about, like, I, I think about Rashawn Slater coming back. I think about overall health as the wide receivers as being the key 
to Herbert doing better as opposed to Kellen Moore. Next football question. I don't think you guys are going to like this football question, but you have to answer it because it's like truth or dare here. Okay. Or you have to jump into a swimming pool. Um, If you could change being a Cowboys fan to another organization, what organization are you following the rest of your life? I'm following the Chiefs because in the short term, you have the stability of one of the better coaches we've seen in some time, and you have the best player in the game. And then also, you still have the local connection with the Hunt family owning it. So I used to be the Texans. Yes, I I think I'm picking the Chiefs. Okay, the Chiefs are now Kevin's favorite team, and it besides wow. the Cowboys. Plus, no. it, plus it doesn't feel like an f u to the Cowboys. You know, like if you wow. pick the 49ers or the Eagles, that feels like an f u to the Cowboys. Um, man, this is weird because I want I want a nice weather place. You know, that's kind of what? what I'm going for. Yeah, uh, you know, deal. like Miami. Miami sounds like a lot of fun as long as McDaniel's is there. Uh, Cincinnati's just co- too cold. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, Mike? I think you and I are hanging out in Jacksonville, baby. I think that I'm going with you, mm-hmm. and we can call Kevin up in uh, in at Burrowhead or whatever and be no, like, they hey, said not Burrowhead. How cold is it up there? We're doing great on our boats right now in Jacksonville. You yeah. Know, you know why I thought of this question? And my is, response is going to be, I still live in Dallas, y'all idiots. <laughs> I'm a big Bobby Witt fan. Okay, and yeah. I, I'm assuming this. Are you picking my team then? Well, I I think I would. If I had to pick a team, I'd pick Kansas City because He's of, on my boat. Because I'm of Patrick going Mahomes. To you guys. But uh he got to change from the Cowboys. I'm not I don't know if Bobby Witt Jr. was a huge Cowboys fan yeah. growing up. He obviously did grow up here, went to Colleyville Heritage for high school and everything like that. But now he's a big Chiefs fan. And it makes sense, right? He's a Kansas City Royal now. And it's like, dude, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, awesome. Like, I'm going to uh, follow the Chiefs. And I was just going, man, he kind of, like, got a little bit lucky. Maybe not the best luck in going to Kansas City as a baseball player, but really lucky in going to Kansas City and picking up a new football team. All right. My last question has nothing to do for Kevin because Kevin sat out on us. Uh, trying to do the Zeke Elliott, Demarcus Lawrence. You watch if I get that surgery, if you don't give me that contract I'm asking for type of deal. It came in on a snow day. It was intense. I need to know, Corey, Yo. how is your son, Avery? Oh, okay. Avery's actually doing fine. This is actually less. Avery got out. He took a warm shower. He's back in the game. He's actually making some protein uh, pancakes right now. Did he admit it was a mistake? Uh, no, he loves it. And he loves, he's like, why are people saying go Carter on y'all's Twitch stream? And I was like, oh, that's because Carter is our video guy. Um, and and they were like, oh. So <laughs> Wait, I think that was some, Carter who did that? Sorry. No, it was oh. Avery. Oh, yeah, okay. But some people, I, I guess maybe they thought that it was Carter. Yeah. Or maybe they saw Carter. The big thing, the big update that's going on, though, is I just walked through the living room and I heard Adrian say, no, I told you, you can only say mom once this hour and you've already used that. So I think that there is a little like concern right now going on in the other rooms of the house where there's some tension is, uh, building. Is it because of work things or does she have really strict attention and love guidelines? I think that there's three kids going mom, 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 okay. mom, mom, hey mom, hey mom, 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 and I think it's driving her what? nuts right now. And I'm like, I'm just going to stay back in this room and talk to my friends. You can drive up here if you want. 
I'll talk to you guys. I'm good in here. I can lock the door. Uh, everything's fine, guys. Don't worry There's about it. There's 11 me. cars. I count 11 <laughs> cars on the road right now. I'm telling you. From the 214, if you want to pass this along to Avery, bro, nothing about a cold plunge is a mistake. The mental <laughs> health benefits are huge. That is where that is one of the reasons oh, he's been talking about that today? a lot. Can I do it today? You can't. I don't have the guts. But can Corey do it today? On, on on the show, you can do it on Zoom. Don't yeah. wear the Comrex in there. Yeah, don't. Yeah, please. <laughs> Maybe don't. I'll do a video. Maybe I'll do a video of it later and post it up. Just make sure at the key moment you don't have one of your kids move the camera away and then yeah, come and back. Yeah, like, I dunked on a ten footer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we think, Corey? <laughs> We're the KNC masterpiece. He's gonna be like, all, he's gonna be kind of wet, and he's gonna be like, I told you guys you could yeah. do it. And be like, your kid oh, moved wow. the camera away, and wow. you just like threw a rock into the pool or something. Man. Coming up next. The vanity of you with that ring on you right now. <laughs> we'll give you. I turned it off. We'll give you a little bit more of a Mavs update. Plus, our question When do you start planning for a vacation? 877 881 1053. We'll do it all next right here on the Mav. On the fan. <laughs> <laughs> on the fan. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. And I think tomorrow we really might need to get it back into the trade conversation that we wanted to have, but we just got caught up with a bunch of really other interesting things. A couple more interesting things for you. Maverick signed Chris Silva to a 10-day contract. He joins Dallas after starting the year with the G League's College Park Skyhawks. He's six foot eight. In the G League, 14.2 points, 7.6 rebounds, 2.3 assists, and a block in 22.4 minutes per game. So, Corey, we can talk about that if you want, or we can talk about the fact that why do we still do temperature? Because Mike goes, it's 27 degrees outside, but it feels like it's 17 degrees. That's what the app just told me. We need to pick one. Because if the wind chill factor is what it feels like outside, that's what I want to know. I don't want to know, well, theoretically, if it was snowy or if it was sunny or there were no clouds, it would feel like 27 degrees. But it's not. And I'm like, well, then what difference does that first number make? Yeah, the windshield factor is very difficult to understand, uh, Mike, because 
how do you know what it feels like when you're driving 70 it, miles an hour in the road and what is, the temp- temper your, ch- temperature your windshield is? It it's is very the wind chill factor, not the windshield factor. And then, Mike, in the summertime, it's the heat Windex. When you spray Windex on your windshield, you have to know that one's it, How wrong, fast right? does it dissolve and, dis- and go away? So th- these are two the things alcohol that, content, yeah. Yeah, this is what? science. Yeah, come on, Kevin. This is science. Maybe it's a little alcohol advanced burns. for you. No, but that's yeah. heat index. <laughs> Not Windex. heat Windex, yes. and it's not the windshield factor. That is wrong, wrong. Now, who did you wrong. want to talk about? Gal McKell or Dominic <laughs> Jones or Mo Ager? All Chris. the crap that Mark Cuban's drafted in the years. Who, who did who did Mark Cuban go out and sign and tell me he's the next whatever? Thing I don't he's know say. if he's saying AJ that. Lawson isn't he on our team now? But they did like sign. He, he misses. Every shot he takes in regular season basketball, but he can lay it up in the line. Who's who's the dude? Whoa! It was was it Antoine Rigado who they God. said is going to change yeah. how you look at shooting because he's just so accurate. He's so All, pure, yeah, yeah, he's a pure shooter. Yeah. Every time I looked at that guy, this is the most random thing. I go, I bet that guy orders calamari all the time. <laughs> I don't know why I'd look at Antoine Rigado and go. That guy probably know. likes calamari. I like, I like. I mean, calamari. Do you like calamari? Mike? As long it. as it's cooked good. You okay. know, if, if it's rubbery, it, it's horrible. A little ramelade sauce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't what know. kind of sauce? Maybe because, yeah, ramelade. That's maybe why Rigado, for some reason, I don't know why I related him to calamari, but maybe it's because of ramelade sauce. But this is, who cares? We signed a bum. <laughs> We signed. That's all we do. Is all we do is have undrafted free agents and second round picks. Facts. My God. But can I, we I, get somebody who is actually considered good at twenty years old? I will say though, mm-hmm. and, and Kevin, I don't want to veer too too far off of the topic that we're still questioning. Well, don't worry. We then we're going to get into vacation planning. So I think you're fine. Like the 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 fact that we have. Luca is awesome, and I don't want to like over overlook and overstep that part of it. Okay, like I don't want to miss out on having the conversation about what he did last night. And fifty three points is fun; it's an absolute blast. But it's less about the points for me, and it's more about the the attitude that he plays with that I'm just not really used to in DFW sports. Luke Dirk did it like one year. Right? Like Dirk said, I'm going to be unstoppable. Nobody is going to keep me from doing what I want to do on this court. And it was that one run that he absolutely was the man. Luca, last night, the, you know, the Pistons are chirping at him. Their coaching staff starts chirping at him. And he was like, I got to put them back in their place. But he's not one of those guys that just talks that way and then goes out there and lays a dud. He talks that way and backs it up every step of the way. And it's, it's awesome to see that as a fan in DFW where I'm not quite used to, to that being the thing. Do you want to hear his? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. All right, so we're going to go to cut number one right here. This is Luca about what you were just saying, Corey, about the trash talking during the game. I mean, since the first quarter, he was chirping, but you know I chirped back. I don't what, have a problem. What was he chir- uh, chirping about? I don't know. That was from the first quarter, he was just chirping. I don't, I don't want to say the words, but... <laughs> Uh, I have I have no problem with that. It's it's basketball. Uh, gets me going for sure. Uh, I don't have no problem with that. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes. Sometimes no. It was that follow up <laughs> question. Basically, not understanding Luca saying it gets me going sometimes, and they're like, "Oh, do you enjoy it?" And I was like, "Did you not understand that phrase that he just used?" But to your point, Corey, 
he's like, fine, let's do this. Check it out. Yeah, man. And and it's just you were trying to get him to elaborate a little bit rather than, yeah, it, it being a redundant question. But, yeah, man, it's just who name an athlete that we've had here. Michael Irvin, Troy. Michael Irvin might be the last one I can really remember that he would he's going to jaw just as much and deliver every time. Do you do you count? I know he wasn't here as long. Did you feel that way about T.O.? Because T.O. was really good when he's here, and he'll talk some crap on you. Yeah, he did disappear, I guess, in some like some okay. playoff games and stuff like that. So that that does. But you know, there was an era where T.O. didn't disappear a lot of times. Uh, I guess my favorite Jet- one though is when T.O. talked crap because the Cowboys were eleven and one, and then he's like, "I'm not getting the ball enough," and Tony <laughs> Romo and Jason Whitner making up their own plays. I was and like, then yeah, they that's did. Great. They, they ran the play that he was like, "Look." That's the one I'm talking about this whole time. They just drew that play up in their hotel room together. By the but, way, Corey, if, if we're assistant coaches on an NBA team, I think I can get the Mavs to lose every game. You immediately stand up and you tell Luca you can't pass. <laughs> I guarantee you cannot get 20 assists in a game. And then the Mavericks will score 67 points because the Mavs will go 14 of 83 from the field. And you're like, yeah, guess what? I got the dumbass to pass all the dumbass teammates he has, what an and idiot. they can't make a shot. The, so, that hey, be guess a- what? Tim Hardaway Jr. can't make a shot. And then, I don't know, that might Luca might be like, you're right. Um, but, you kind of lost some steam at the end of that, Mike, but yeah, that was but really I'm good. I'm trying to get if – I'm, if I'm on the bench, I try to get Luca to pass the ball to all of his teammates, especially number 11, and I know I'm getting a victory if I can get him to pass the ball to open teammates all the time. That's really interesting because, like, when you listen to former players talk about playing against Michael Jordan, and, Mike, you – you were out front saying this is the Jordan of our era in, in Luka and what he can is capable of. Whether or not the team can get built around him is a different question. But when you hear those guys talk, they're like, "I guys that had to defend him are like, I didn't want to say a word to him. My teammates would say stuff to him. And that irritated me because I knew he was about to go off. I couldn't stop him. And now I'm going to look like a fool for it. And you said last year, Draymond Green wouldn't say a word. To Luca yeah, he's during- helping him up. If Luca was on the ground, he's telling me, "Hey, you're doing great, man. You're a great yeah. basketball player." He didn't want to like, make him mad, want right? Yeah, he just want he wanted him to be like, you know what? I kind of like that guy. I don't want to beat him today, you know. It, and that's where Luca is, and his mindset is once the once it's gotten put on the line. Now Luca wakes up even more. I do think this talking to people around the league is that Luca does need to share the ball more. But because think about Michael Jordan, that's Phil Jackson came in and said, I know Doug Collins is running the Michael Jordan system. I want to run a system where guys touch the ball more. In the last five minutes, I want you to take over. Obviously, once Kobe lost Shaq, Kobe did the same thing. Michael Jordan starting in 19. Uh, you know, 89, 90, when Phil Jackson took over, had to believe because he was furious, right? He was talking crap about his own teammates on the court, how mad he was he wasn't getting the ball anymore like the Doug Collins system. But Phil Jackson knew you're going to have to trust these guys if we ever really have a chance of winning a championship. And look, they drafted Scottie Pippen. They drafted Horace Grant. Other guys came along and they proved that they could handle the responsibility of touching the basketball during the game. I do think the Mavs have to get to that. But there's no way in hell that it's going to be proven to Luka with these guys on his team that he actually has Horace Grants and Scottie Pippins and Paxons and B.J. Armstrongs. Like, they don't have any of those guys. Uh, and so I do agree that to the people that are like, he's a ball hog. He needs to pass the ball more. I agree. The problem is, is he has such trash around him 
that it's really tough to then ask him to keep doing that. Agreed. I absolutely agree, Kevin. Your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, no, I, I definitely get what y'all are saying. Wow, you think Christian Wood's trash. No. I can't believe that you just said that. With the exception. Oh. Of Christian Wood, but sometimes Din- like Dinwiddie's a solid Dinwiddie player. Dinwiddie's actually been playing really well. Yeah, I just like not when you a championship well versus these are good players. Also, I have questions about what the Mavericks think about Christian Wood. Like we that those remain, don't yeah. they? Yeah, I don't think they like him. I don't <laughs> yeah. think they want. I, I don't. I don't think Christian Wood, even if he's not traded, which I don't think he will be. I don't think he's a Dallas Maverick next year. I think we're just going to let him walk. And just say, we just take another asset loss. And, God, and so, so stupid. I mean, I just think that's where Mark Cuban is financially with the Dallas Mavericks. And so, I, I mean, I just think it's all going to play out that way. The other thing, too, is, and Josh Green, you know, last night, I don't want to lose this, Josh Green watching the fourth quarter, Josh Green had a major impact on that win. He did have a major turnover late in the game, but then he got it back by turning them over. So, I mean, it's like, all right, I made a mistake with the ball, but he ended up making a great defensive play to get the ball back. So, I'm just kind of with – I know Jason Kidd won't do this. Just sit Tim Hardaway Jr. on the bench the rest of the year. Just say you can rot. And then just play Josh Green 30 minutes and play Jaden Hardy uh, 15 minutes. Like, you, let's. They can't be worse than that guy. We've talked about this before. You know how I feel about that philosophy. If your team isn't going to be in the mix to win at all, and I do not believe this Mavericks team will be, I think you should check out stuff like that a little bit more. Because you might – not might. You are – going to lose some games with Hardy playing 20 minutes and with Green playing 30 minutes. But, like, that's part of the process to figure out what the hell do we have. And if you come out of this season, like, just hear me out. Let's say you're like, Luca, he's got to be part of our team. So does Dinwiddie. So does Wood. So does Green. So does Hardy. I know that doesn't win you anything next year, but at least you're like, I know about all these guys. And then if you decided to move off of Green and Hardy, they probably have more value. Like, whenever you see these trades, it's a, the draft picks a lot of times, but usually there's a couple of good young players in there that you're like, those aren't world beaters, but they're that's something I want. Yeah. No, and I guess I shouldn't say I apologize for saying trash because I do like Dinwiddie. I think he's a solid role player. I like Christian Wood. The, I don't think the Mavs are that high on him, but I do like him as a nice role player. I like... Josh Green, he's improved tremendously this year. Dorian Finney-Smith, he's not having the best of years. He's he's had a, a a down year this year, but I do like him on any team, on whatever team you put him on, Milwaukee, uh, Boston, Denver. These are, you know, high contenders. He's going to play 20 to 25 minutes off the bench for those teams. If he starts, he starts. But uh, I just – then you get to, wait a second, but who's your number two? Who's your Jalen Brown? Who is your Jamal Murray? Who is, you know, who's your Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton? You're like, oh, we have nobody any clo- anywhere close to those guys. And and so that's where the Mavericks run really short. So I just, I just at this point, I don't want to see Tim Hardaway Jr. play anymore. I just, I can't take it. I want to see Jason Kidd get back out there. Him and Luca running this thing together. I want to see that. I think Jason Kidd knows what he's dealing with because he's like, man, I'm really that. happy with Jalen Brunson. I'm happy he got his money. That's great. You know, it's like, I mean, I think as a former player, he's just like, look, I get it. It's about making money in this league. You want to win championships. But I think Jason Kidd, deep down, knows that he's not winning championships here. Not yet. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here at 105 through the fan. I'm really excited for this next segment because it's time for Gridiron Gravy, where Mike Florio continues to show us he is the greatest journalism of a journalist of all time. 
Please tell me you saw that headline. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Some homemade biscuits on a cold afternoon where it feels like 17. (laughs) That is true. That is very true. All right. We're going to start. I think that's the percent of Hardaway Jr. from three to five games. Man, Joey, I don't know if this is easy to think in your head or go back and figure out. Has there been a single segment so far? Without some sort of Mavs or Tim Hardaway Jr. burn, uh, definitely not. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably that's probably what I think as well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about a little bit of ratings to start things off. Is we said Cowboys 49ers, 45.7 million viewers. Yeah, and we told you because you were feeling bad on Sunday. Don't worry, you don't have to rewatch the 49ers pack or 49ers and Eagles game. It was horrible. Yeah, so. We, because we have a show chat going. I fell asleep for three hours, and I woke up and I just saw the final score. I was like, "Holy crap!" Doctors suggest at least six hours, Kevin, of sleep per day. This was in the well, but this was in the middle of the day. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, this was like while the game was going on. I legit fell asleep. I fell asleep before. Brock Purdy got hurt and then woke up after he was already back in the game. So I missed all things Josh Johnson and everything like that. So I saw the score and I was like, holy crap. And y'all, I think, Corey, you were like, don't watch the game. Yeah. And then Mike goes, it was a high school team versus an NFL team. And it was the worst. That that probably has something to do with the numbers here. But remember, Cowboys 49ers, 45.7 million viewers. NFC Championship game, 47 0.5 million. So 45.7 versus 47.5. That means the NFC championship game drew 1.8 million viewers more than the Cowboys 49ers. I know the game sucked, but that just shows you because the Cowboys were like almost 8 million above every other divisional game. This could have gotten to 58. I Yeah. And I wonder, Corey, sorry to interrupt you is when you got midway through the third and you realized all they can do is hand the ball off. Yeah. If like me, I was like, I'm not watching this. I'm I'm not watching high school football uh, plays versus an NFL team. The in addition to that, that's one of the reasons I don't believe the NFL is rigged for the Chiefs fans or the for the Bengals fans that are really upset right now. Like Kevin, you've talked about this a ton. Why would they never always make sure that the Cowboys are there? It just makes sense. So there's no way I believe it's rigged. I think there are some things that happen, but that's more coincidence. Yeah, but the selective rigging of getting the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, like I understand the Chiefs with Mahomes might feel like a bigger draw than the Bengals for now, though I think the Bengals are absolutely coming up in the world. But it would be the Chiefs against the Cowboys, or it would have been the – if the NFL was rigged, why in the blue hell would they not have wanted Cowboys-Eagles – Bitter rivals, 
division rivals, humongous markets with the biggest draw in all of professional sports. Yeah. yeah Why would that not be? And for the first time in 27 years, that would have been your game. What's the what is the highest rating of anything ever? Do you have a number there, Kevin? Do you? like in in North America or in the United States, not not just our show ratings. Uh, sure, but like the like the highest rating, yeah. Of I Maybe guess OJ. It's so the reason it's not OJ is because of how splintered oh, that coverage so was. T- like if you did a combination of that, I'll have to check on that. That very well could be the answer. But I know for the longest time it was the Mash finale had like 108, 110 million viewers. I think there were a couple of Super Bowls. That surpassed that, but I'll go double check. But Mash is like right in the mix with the highest rated Super Bowls of all time. And then I know the Cheers finale had like 90 million viewers, but that Cowboys one would have gotten to probably 58. By comparison, Bengals and Chiefs, which let's say it was a competitive game, not the best game, but it was super competitive and it was in the primetime slot. Mm-hmm. 53 million viewers. If that's the Cowboys, that's 60 to 65 in yeah, that spot. And if the Cowboys drew that afternoon spot, they would probably get about 58 to 60 million viewers. The Cowboys in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs would have shattered all viewership ratings, even with the newer system and so many people streaming and everything like that. I, st- I stick by my my opinion that the, the NFL doesn't want to do that. They don't want to rig it in the favor of the Cowboys because they know once they do that, then that's the number. Yeah. Now they're like trying to figure out how do yeah. we get back to that number again. And they're like, I guess we have to just go on bended knee to Jerry Jones and tell him we need your help every year. And I appreciate the people texting in. It was like the NFL is still punishing Jerry Jones. The punishment is disproportionate to the ratings bonanza that they would get by taking the Cowboys two more rounds. You would add, my estimation would be, you would add approximately an extra 30 million people. The ad dollars that you could inflate the Super Bowl commercials for all along if you knew the Cowboys were going to make it. Because you could tell Nabisco or Bud Light or whatever and be like, hey, the Cowboys are going to be in this one. Let I have to charge you 10% though. more. Okay, so that's the thing. They they say, hey, we got to charge you 10% more. You know Jerry's hearing that from probably For Nabisco. Sure. Nabisco's going, hey, Jerry, Congrats. they're at saying yeah. they want 10 more. And he's like, well, now I need to figure out how to get me 10, 10% more of that pie. Yeah, I mean, again, I I think that's a deal worth making. Look, if you're going to be a crooked business, go all the way in. Don't have be a real business, which again is my uh-huh. pr- that's my preferred thought. Yes. Is you're an 100 percent up and up business, but if you know you're crooked, my go crooked. You know, mm-hmm. like Walter White tried that, right? He was like, you know what, I'm gonna be like a little bit of a drug dealer, and then he realized that doesn't work. You either be a science teacher. Or you be a drug dealer. And he was like, okay, yeah, I'm making he, my pick and eating my bacon. He decided to be the man who knocks. That's right. All right. You know, Corey, I always, always sing the praises of the great journalist that is Mike Florio. And Urban Meyer. You love both of those guys. <laughs> I, I, heard, I will say for the record, I definitely hate Urban Meyer more. <laughs> is I just, think, uh, I just think Florio's a hack. I want to take you to, I'm going to have to change my opinion. This award-winning headline from last night on Pro Football Talk came out at 7.29 p.m. Central Time. You should note it for posterity. This is an actual headline. I swear I'm not making this up. Raiders could be planning to squat on Derek Carr. That's the actual headline. (laughs) The the Raiders could be planning to squat on Derek Carr. I get 
I get what he's saying, Corey. Before you try to excuse this, I get what he's saying. He means in terms of holding him for leverage, and I get that. But in your mind, did you not just think about the big conglomerate known as the Raiders just going like, yeah, and Derek Carr (laughs) is underneath them? Oh, my God. Tell me that's not what you thought about. I mean, yes, that's the only thing I thought about. But I I appreciate Florio for trying to expand – our uh, our vocabulary, Kevin, uh-huh. and for for saying, you know what? Let's use let's use words that make creative thinkers mm-hmm. rather than you know dirty minded <laughs> individuals like our audience. Or he just didn't even he needs to pick his words better. Why would you not say Raiders could be planning to hold on to Derek Carr for now? Oh, that sucks. That's because they don't want to use them. <laughs> Okay. Hey, hold on, hold on. You just said used, and I feel like there's a used car uh, headline in there somewhere. I really do feel like used car has got to be involved. In okay, that. so you wanted it to be like <laughs> Raiders not ready to send car out of the lot just yet. Like that's <laughs> yes. that's the headline that yes. you wanted. Okay, yes. fine. That's still better than Raiders gonna squat on Derek Carr. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. No, I, I'm. I agree. That 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 gave me the wrong. But I wonder how many more clicks it got because of that. I wonder if people were like, whoa, I got to see this picture. Yeah. And like, usually I wouldn't click on that. But I was like, you know what? You did, didn't you? I did because I was like, that's a Florio. Like, <laughs> that is a Florio for sure. All right. Speaking of people who maybe aren't doing their job well. Tim Hardaway Jr. Yes. Oh Tim God. Hardaway Jr., and I don't know if y'all already went over this, but did you see that the New York City mayor did have to apologize for lighting up the for the Empire State Building being lit up green? Yeah, come on, Why did dude. They do that? What was the reason? I mean, he's got an answer. Is it that he gave the key to Michael Vick for the city too? <laughs> I don't know if that. if that is the case. Is... Anytime Michael Vick wants to come to Dallas, he's got the key. So. He he said that one got away with us. By the way, their Twitter, the social media account for the Empire State Building, tweeted out "Fly Eagles Fly." Oh no! <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Did and he get so, hacked? And so here's what they said. They said, "Well, we did the same thing for the Chiefs and lit the Empire State Building up for them after they won." And you're just like, right. But you have to see how that the Giants fans don't give a crap about the Chiefs. They care a lot about the Eagles. And he said, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, said, unfortunately, someone did not get the memo at the Empire State Building. And he goes, that one got away from us. Got away from us is what he said. You know what? We can't pay attention to everything in this city. Uh, He said the blue should have been there. He said, no, it still should have been blue. So that one got away from us. How many times are we going to hear? Do you understand how crappy covering this Super Bowl is going to be? AJ I, Brown tweeted out that he still has to learn that fight song, so even he doesn't care that much. You just about have to that. spell Eagles, I think. <laughs> you know what? I usually don't like when you spell that out, but if you do it like that every time, <laughs> I I support that. Corey, don't you support that as opposed oh, to sure. the regular way that? Yeah. He, I think the the problem I have though, Kevin, is I might be wrong. Did I see a tweet Kevin's from for the Eagles? Yeah. Did I see no. a tweet from Micah that told Lane Johnson to go win one for the division? Yes, he did do that. What? Yeah, he did. <laughs> He's like rooting for the Eagles because it's like if our division wins, the Cowboys win. 
And the Giants win, and the Commanders win. Look, we're the here winners. It is, here it is. Oh my gosh. Here it is, Kevin. Uh, he, uh, Mike, said, "I don't think people realize what Lane Johnson is doing." Rn, freaking heroic. One of my favorite players in the league. Lane Johnson retweet, tweeted back the handshake emoji, okay. and then Micah said, "Love you, big bro. Keep going. Not many like you. Definitely not playing like you, healthy or with a torn groin. Uh, go win a bowl for our division." So now your thoughts on Micah. I mean, I still like Micah a lot. That wasn't my favorite message. I would have gotten it if he was like, love you, man. Can't believe you're doing what you're doing with your torn groin. And, like, I would have got that. But win one for the division, stop it. We've had this argument, and people are like, well, you got to root for the teams in Texas. Not if you hate Mm -mm. the team in general. Like, if you went to A&M or Tech or whatever, it would be like, Oklahoma State loses, and you're like, well, just cheer for Oklahoma. Well, what the hell kind of sense does that make? If you just live in Texas and you love Texas, I get it. But if you went to, like, one of the rival schools, why in the hell would you cheer for them? Unless they were playing Tom Brady. And I get it. Yeah. no, Yeah, so there you go. Like I think Nobody uh, gets it except you. Nobody rooted for the Eagles except you. Do you know multiple people texted me? I was really surprised. And they said now they're going to root for the Eagles in the Super Bowl because of how rigged they thought. To your point from earlier, Corey, because of how rigged they thought the Chiefs-Bengals game was. They were like, they wanted the Chiefs in that game so bad. Now they're rooting for the Eagles, which I have to admit, I was surprised to learn. I just want Andy Reid to destroy the team that ran him out of town. I want him to be like, you know what? We're running right over these guys, but I bet Sirianni. I have a bad feeling about that yeah, one. I, I think Jaundice is going to get it done. <laughs> that is Nick Sirianni in case you are newer. <laughs> that sounds like a disease is out to kill somebody. Yeah. I think Jaundice is going to get it yeah. done. Lock Jaundice the doors. Is, Jaundice is, is coming. Yeah, Jaundice <laughs> is a disease that is trying to kill you. But wouldn't Jaundice like, be able to – man, I'm going to tell you. I know this isn't football, but you guys know I – am terrified of bees and wasps. Yes. One of the scariest moments in my life, and I realize that means I've lived a very charmed life, is at my old house there was a wasp in there. I shut the door, and no part of me fathomed that the wasp could just climb underneath the door. And when it did, I definitely said a curse word and ran out of the room to regroup (laughs) because I wasn't ready. It climbed upside down underneath the door. My... Tiny brain. It was after you. It like, was, it really wanted you. My tiny brain could not have conceived that that could have happened. And when it did, so, like, if you lock your door, the jaundices could still make it through. I will say this. I'm not going to media day at the Super Bowl because there's three zillion people there, and oh. it's miserable. Is I would, if I could ask the question, I'd say, what is it like coaching with jaundice? And that would be my question, and then I'd get escorted out, and I'd be like, thank God they're escorting me out of this place. Well, I don't want to be here instead anymore. Instead of not going, why don't you do that and get escorted yeah, out quickly? You, Corey's right. You could be like, I was there. Yeah. I went like yeah. y'all asked me to, and, and then, then they booted me out. And then we could play the audio, and you're yes. the guy. You're the guy. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, that guy. I love it. Finally, somebody with some cojones asking the big questions at this station. Sure, they might be yellow, but they're there. <laughs> We're the KNC, I feel, if that offended anybody that felt kind of wrong we're the knc i apologize think about it during the break i will i'm sorry or you can just let it go tim hardaway jr hasn't even remembered he's missed a shot <laughs> he's going up.
Short memory. Coming up next, you got to have that short yeah. mentality, short memory mentality. Oh, my Everybody God. Short you missed him. Shots at short people. You know what? This is, oh the real, this is the real reason I've been out for three days. I wasn't sick at all. I never get sick. That was sensitivity training I had to go through. I might need to re-loop re on that one. Coming Tim's up, always like, I got to get him back for scoring on me. How about you play defense one time in your life? Coming up next, all things NFL salary cap, including Dak, how COVID money overruled TV money, and would you keep these three players? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.